You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about a subject matter that I think is going to help you today. It's helped me. I'm going to share some things with you, and I, what, it's, what it's called is finding your voice. Finding your voice. Not somebody else's voice, not somebody else's call, not mimicking another person's ministry, uh, not comparing yourself to somebody else. It's finding your voice. Your voice. And how do you do that? Well, of course, you got to ask the Holy Spirit. You got to ask God. And so, in order to do that, you got to know who the Holy Spirit is. And this is what I found. I will have the most amazing guest on my broadcast, a really awesome person who you would like and I would like, and I have them on. And I find, you know, people respond and they, they're like, oh, wow, that's great. That person's on your broadcast. But sometimes broadcasts like this are the most important ones that I do because this is growth. We need to grow. And in order to grow, we got to have these types of conversations. Because a lot of times people don't grow. They stay stagnant or stuck. And when you stay in a place of stagnancy or being stuck, I don't even know if stagnancy is a word, but you know what I mean. Uh, If you're stuck, then you're not advancing. You're You're just kind of like treading water and you're not going anywhere. And so you're surviving, but you're not thriving. And I believe God wants us to thrive. But in order to thrive, we gotta find our voice. We gotta find our call. We gotta learn how to hear from the Lord. And so what I'll do a lot of times is I'll have different people on the broadcast and I'll ask them these pointed questions, but that's them answering. It's not me answering. And so what I find is sometimes it's just like, you know, God has, has, has deposited certain things in me to share to you. And um, I, that's very humbling to me. And, and you have things that I probably could learn from from you. And we all do. And so on this broadcast, it's important for me to share these little nuggets because I think they're helpful. And one of the things that I find is the most important foundational areas in our life and our walk with Jesus is having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so for us to do that, we need to know who the Holy Spirit is. What is the Holy Spirit? Because a lot of people don't really fully understand what the Holy Spirit is. So at first, I'm going to talk about what the Holy Spirit is, and then we're going to get into finding your voice. And I believe this is going to help you because it's going to clear some of the noise. It's going to clear some of the confusion. And it's going, to, it's going to set you on the path to where you need to be, not to be in God's permissible will, although that's not a bad thing, but to be in his perfect will for your life. And so can we do that? Can we have this conversation today? So let me just first answer from my notes here who the Holy Spirit is. Because if you understand the Holy Spirit, then you're going to understand how to hear from the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to get to next. And that's the pathway for you to understand, you know, who you are in Christ, your identity, and also your calling, and then you find your voice. Because from your calling comes your voice. There's an anointing on what you have to say because God's given you a message. He's given you a message in your heart, something that you have passion about in order for you to help others and to speak the truth of his word. So let's get into this, the Holy Spirit. So there's many misconceptions about the identity of the Holy Spirit. Some view the Holy Spirit as a mystical force. Others see the Holy Spirit as an an impersonal power that God makes available to followers of Christ. What does the Bible say about the identity of the Holy Spirit? 
Well, let's, let's just say it. Simply put, the Bible declares the Holy Spirit is God. So it's the triune God, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit is a divine person, a being with a mind, emotions, and a will. That's the perfect will of God, okay? If you get in tune and sync with the will of the Holy Spirit, you will be in the best place that you can be in your life. So the fact that the Holy Spirit is God is clearly seen in many scriptures. You can find this in Acts 5, 3 through 4. In these verses, Peter uh, confronts uh, Ananias as to why he lied to the Holy Spirit and tells him that he had not lied to men, but to God. So it's a clear declaration that lying to the Holy Spirit is lying to God. And we can also know that the Holy Spirit is God because he possesses the characteristics of God. For example, he's omnipresent, as seen in uh, Psalm 139, 7 and 8. You know, it says, uh, where can I go from your Holy Spirit? Uh, where can I flee from your presence? If I go up into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So clearly, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, omnipotent. Uh, then in 1 Corinthians 2, 11 through 12, it says, we see the characteristics of the omniscience uh, in the Holy Spirit. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except in their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So we can know that the Holy Spirit is indeed a divine person because he possesses a mind, emotions, and a will. And the Holy Spirit thinks and knows. Where, where does it say that, Pastor Todd? Well, it says that in 1 Corinthians 2.10. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. Well, when you, where do you get that? Well, I get it from Ephesians 4.30. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. I get that in Romans uh, 8, uh, 26 through 27. Um, he makes decisions according to his will. Okay, where's that? 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. The Holy Spirit is God, the third person of the Trinity. As God, the Holy Spirit can truly function as the comforter and counselor that Jesus promised would be coming. He promised that in John 14, 16, uh, verse 26 in that same chapter, and then uh, verse uh, John 15, uh, verse 26. So that there you have the fact that the Holy Spirit is part of the triune God. Now, people will say, well, that's heresy. That's not true. Listen, the, the Trinity is just a way that people express how it's one God, the Lord your God is one, but but there's different manifestations of, of God. In other words, his spirit, Father God, and God the Son. All, all the same God, but all different manifestations of that God. And so that's where the Trinity, and we'll have to get into the whole Trinity another day, but that's where that Trinitarian teaching comes from. But it basically is just Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And we know that the Scripture says Father, Son, Holy Spirit, because he talks about baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, it's very clear. It's the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The problem is people are worried about knowing the Holy Spirit because I guess there's a fear there or there's a lack of understanding of what the Spirit of God is. I couldn't live without the Spirit of God. I mean, every moment of my day, literally, I, I feel like I inquire of the Spirit or I... I, I, you know, it's, it's like always with me. And I know if I grieve the Holy Spirit right away, I know there's a conviction that comes on me. Um, I I've learned to hear the voice of God over the years much more clearly. In fact, in my spirit, I'll know right away if I'm doing something wrong or I shouldn't do something, or there's a check in my spirit. And this is how God guides my path. Now there's times I'm just going to be real with you where I probably have ignored that voice or haven't listened, even though I should have. 
and almost always I regret it or I'm like, why didn't I listen? And I knew I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do it? You know, but we're, we're human and we make mistakes and, uh, you know, sometimes we're led by emotion rather than by the spirit. But we have to know God and have this relationship with him. And I think one of the problems right now is that people are going to other people more than they're going to God. And while that's not always bad, because if you're a newer believer, even if you're somebody that's been in Christ for years, I mean, we grow from each other. The Bible even says iron sharpens iron. And I'm not, you know, discouraging you from listening to podcasts like this one or others. But I think there's there's an over, it's like people are so worried that they, they can't hear from God that they have to go to everyone else to hear from God for them. And that becomes a problem because then it's a crutch. And we don't develop in our relationship with God to where we're operating in the will of the Father because we're always relying on some other human instead of God. And I think this is where a lot of people are stuck because they, they're relying so much on other voices. We have a propensity as humans to want to do this. Uh, I think the reason is because we don't trust that we are actually hearing from God. We don't have a, like a confidence. You know, we think, well, is that God? Is it not God? So there's not a confidence so because we don't have the confidence, we then look to other people. And it's, it's funny because I'll, I'll find the most confident. I mean, these are A-type people that have been very successful in their life and they have real good intuition and they really have done well in so many areas. But when it comes to their faith, for some reason, they're, 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 they're insecure. And so they could be really successful in life. They could have, you know, all these different things that they've achieved and, and you know, a clear resume and, you know, financially they've done really good. But when it comes to God, they're scared uh, about because they don't trust that they can actually hear from God. So what they do is they rely on other people. And I think this is where confusion comes in. This is where the confusion comes in because of that reliance on others. Instead of going deeper into the word, it, it creates a confusion because other people say all these different things. And it's like, well, which one's God, which one's not. I mean, you know, once you put all your trust in these people, you know, they could say anything, right? And, and this is, so there's people that are running around because they're listening to other voices. And so what I want to do today is, first of all, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the fact that you can be filled with that Holy Spirit and know exactly how to be led by the Spirit if you start trusting that still small voice, if you fine-tune your ability to hear. So how do we do that? Okay, well, that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment is how do you hear from the Holy Spirit? Now, what that's going to lead to in the next segment is finding your voice and your calling and then in the end of the show, we're going to kind of sum this all together. So very interesting topic. You're going to want to hear this today. Stay tuned. PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you've tuned in. I just, I feel the anointing in here today because I think a lot of people, if you, if you've lasted this long and you're going to listen to the rest of the show, I think you're going to be set up for success because this is, this is the path. First, we have to understand how to hear from the Holy Spirit, acknowledge that there is a Holy Spirit and then start being led by the Spirit because I just don't even know how I could even live without the Spirit. I'm going to be honest. I mean, between all the discouragement that's come along people that have attacked me over the years, I mean, all the different warfare and things like that. And, and you know, when I'll share, like, I'm going through warfare, people think, oh, my gosh, you're going through warfare. You know, maybe you need to do this or maybe. No, it's if you're going through warfare, it's because you're over the target. If you're going through warfare, it's because you're doing the work of the kingdom. And so you're going to have warfare, but we don't fear the warfare 
because we know that every single time the Lord gets us through, and not only does he get us through, not only just to survive, but we thrive in the middle of that storm. That's what he was teaching us in the boat. When Jesus was in the boat and he was sleeping and the disciples were there and they were being tossed to and fro by the wind and the sea and they were freaking out, for lack of a better word, and, and they wake up, you know, the Savior and, and the Messiah and he's just like, what are you worried about? Don't you know I have the power to calm the wind and the sea? And of course he does just that. And that's, that's what he wants us to always understand is no matter what the circumstance in our life, God is always right there with us. It, it, we don't have to freak out. But yes, there is going to be trials. He says, you know, look, there will be trials. But fear not, I have overcome the world. That's who we serve. So the, 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 the discipline is that we have to learn to trust him no matter what the circumstance around us, not freak out, not lose hope, and, and really start to just encourage ourselves in Christ. But all these things that are done are done by us laying it down at the foot of the cross, no matter what the burden, no matter what the problem. And it's about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with my wife. It's a marriage. I'm in a relationship with my daughter. I'm her father. I'm in a relationship with my parents. I'm their child. But all, I'm, I'm not a child, but you know, I'm their, their son. But what I'm saying is though, there, we're in a bunch of, you know, I have friends, I have acquaintances, I have all these people that, that I'm, you know, in relationship with. And, and that relationship takes me putting in something. Like I have to put in my time, they put in their time. Uh, you know, I, I think about the friendships and the relationships that I have. I mean, they're built, they're, they're established through me showing a willingness to care about this person and me getting to know them, know their goods, know their bads, know their preferences, you know, know, know their character, I invest in the relationship. Like when I was dating my wife, I had to invest time to solidify the relationship that we had. In the beginning stages, it was a make it or break it. Like she could have said, oh, well, this guy's weird or you know, I don't, I don't really like this particular person. That would have been the end of it. But we, what we did is we, we fostered a relationship that then budded into a romance that then budded into a marriage. And that was done by me spending time with her and getting to know her and, and knowing the things that she likes and the things that she doesn't like. And so with the Holy Spirit, it's the same way. It's we're in a relationship with God. And in that relationship, we get to know God. We get to know what pleases God. We get to know what angers God. We get to know what, you know, uh, is out of God's will for our life, what he desires for us, what he doesn't desire. He's a good father. He has a plan for us. But we have to engage in the relationship. And what's a, what a, the problem with a lot of people right now is they're engaging with a third party to get to God. Now, let me explain why that's not going to work. Okay, it can help you, but it's, it's like those childish people that don't know how to date. And so they, they go through their friend and they're like messaging, you know, I like that girl, but I'm too afraid to talk, too nervous to talk to her. So will you talk to her for me? And you know, the, the, the friend may talk to that girl and go, well, you know, uh, let's just say the guy's name's Brad. Brad likes you. Uh, would you consider going out with him? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he seems like a nice guy, but I'd have to get to know him, right? And so if you continue to go through that third party, how weird would that be? The girl would be like, you know what? This person doesn't have any uh, real intention to get to know me because all they keep doing is going through their friend. They're, they're obviously insecure 
and they obviously don't have uh, the care to actually get to know me. And so eventually what's going to happen with that third party is that third party, it's going to peter out and you're never going to have the relationship that you desire because you're indirectly connected to the person. There has to be a moment where you say, I'm going to be bold enough to go up to that girl, ask her for her number, or, I mean, that's what I did with my wife. I mean, I asked her for her number. I was nervous, but I asked her. I put in the time, and then after that, I continued to put in the time to foster that relationship, to develop that relationship, and it didn't just start at level 10. I mean, it started at level one, and I had to develop it. I had to, you know, I spent time with her at different dinners. I took her out. I held the door for her, you know, all those different character things that are building her view of who I am and us getting to know each other. So this is what I'm saying is that there's Christians, people that are calling themselves Christians. I believe they are Christians, many of them, but they're, they're using a third party to get to God. And God's like, look, you know, it's fine to have other people, but ultimately this is a relationship between me and you. This isn't a relationship between me, you, and that person. This is a relationship between me and you. So either you, you invest the time, you foster the relationship, or you don't. And I believe that's why the Lord says in his scripture, there's many people that'll say, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. And he said, well, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Why? Because you, there was never a relationship. I've seen this a lot. You know, people, they'll say, me and Todd Coconato, we're, we're real good friends. And, you know, somebody will come and they'll say, hey, are you good friends with this person? I'll say, well, I know who that person is. But I wouldn't necessarily say I'm good friends with them. Well, in, in their mind, we're good friends. Why? Because we've had like two or three texts back and forth. And, you know, I know who they are. So all of a sudden we're best friends. And I've probably done this in my life too. I've learned to be very careful with the label friend. Friend is somebody that's established, somebody that you would vouch for in Italian terms. You know what I'm saying? I vouch for them, you know? But seriously, it, you don't just throw around the term friend. Well, it's the same thing with God. You don't just throw around the term, I'm in a relationship with God, I'm a Christian. I mean, there needs to be an actual relationship. Now, there's people that in the past, I've known who they are. They've known maybe who I am, but you know, were we really in a friendship? Not really. Now we're in a friendship. Now, like we can call each other, we text each other, we're, we're investing. And, and so now I can say, yes, that person's my friend. But not, not just because I've, I've texted somebody two times and you know, maybe we've been on a show together. We're not BFF, we're not best friends. They know me, I know them, but that's, that's the, the extent of it. And this is the problem. And so that's the extent of a lot of people's relationship with God. It's like, yeah, I know who God is. You know, I've, I've maybe been in his presence one or two times. I've prayed to him a few times. Well, that's not a relationship. That's just an acquaintance. You, you've, you've, you've flirted with God. This is a season where God is saying, look, I want to get to know you. And here's what I'm just, I'm just going to be completely real today because somebody's really going to have a major breakthrough from this. I really feel like this. Is, is that, you know what? This, this is going to be a season for you where you're going to have to put in some work. And I think this is the problem because in the world today, everybody wants microwave Christianity. We want, not everybody, but a lot of people. They want a quick version. You know, what's the cliff notes? How do I become a Christian? Like level 10. How can I go around and start prophesying and doing everything that this person's doing in like, you know, a crash course, like two months in, you know? No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. God wants you to put the time in. That's how you build the character and the relationship. And then you're fortified and there's a firm foundation. So this is how you find your voice. You've got to have a real relationship with God. You're not going to find your voice and you're calling from going through a third party. It's not going to happen. They might tell you what they think. They might tell you what they want you to do. They may have like a little smidgen of it, but they're not, they're not going to download your calling to you. But that's what a lot of people want. They want somebody to do that. So 
very important conversation. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show, PastorTodd.org. All right, welcome back. Pastor Todd Coconato here. Hope you're getting something out of today's show. You know what? I've come in my own walk and understood. Like, I was doing all these shows. You know, I was doing all this stuff. I was, like, on 50 million shows, you know? And, and you know, it, it gets to a point where it's like, you're just saying words. But you don't want to just say words. You want the words to be anointed. In order for them to be anointed, that, that requires me to go back to my father. In heaven and say, Lord, I need to know what you want me to talk about today. You know, I could be out there bloviating on 50 million shows and say a bunch of good talking points. And I think that's a lot of what's going on. But, I, you know, I didn't get in this to do that, friends. I got in this to speak from the anointing because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And what I find is that there's a lot of people that want a middleman between them and God because they're afraid because the Holy Spirit is intimidating. And, and part of that intimidation is because we don't feel we're good enough. And so we look at other people. We, why do we put other people on pedestals? Why do we put other people on platforms? I mean, it's not bad that there's people on platforms. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, why do we do it? We do it because we think, wow, they have it figured out. There's something with them that they, they have this special connection with God. I don't have that. So I need, to, I need to have them. Now, of course, there's pastors and preachers and evangelists and, you know, the fivefold ministry gifting. That's that's. Fine. I mean, that's established according to the word of God. That there should be teachers. There should be people that are like myself, that are pastors, that are out there teaching the word. And it's okay for you, by the way, to listen to people like us because the Bible says that. But what I'm saying is we rely though on these people who we think have a special connection, and then we are intimidated, we feel smaller, like we can't hear from God. And that's not what the scripture says. In fact, that's what happened in in the Roman Catholic Church where people started going to the priest and they didn't read the Bible themselves. Now, there's a, there's a movement in the Catholic Church now where people are waking up, and I have to tell you, it's pretty impressive to see some of the things that are going on, some of these uh, certain segments of the Catholic Church where there's people that listen to my broadcast, and they're spirit-filled, but they say, I'm Catholic. So there, there is a movement in the Catholic Church. But, but what I'm trying to tell you, though, is that a, a lot of people in the Catholic Church, and I hate to say it, but it's in the Christian Church, too, where they, they rely on somebody else for their faith, and they don't have... The relationship, and I'm going to tell you, I would not be setting you up for success if we didn't call this out because there has to be a point where we say, look, I can listen. Look, I listen to David Wilkerson. I listen to other people out there to get encouraged sometimes and to feed my soul, and that's fine, but I can't rely on those people for my relationship with God. There, there's, there's a time in my day, every day, where I got to get before the Lord and say, Lord, you know, here I am. You know, what, what do you have to say today? What do you want me to do? What? And it's, I'm not just going to show up every day and just do this and just speak some words and just have some radio show. Like, you know, if I'm going to spend time making a show and you're going to spend time listening to it, it has to be anointed. We have to be partnered with the Holy Spirit so that we're having some type of breakthrough or some type of growth that's coming out of it. Otherwise, we're just listening to words. Why did I stop, you know, spouting the news back 24-7? I was doing that where I was just, you know, reading the news and giving my perspective. And I still do that. But why have I slowed down on that? Because, you know, I was regurgitating the enemy's plan. I was sitting here, you know, staying in that place when the Bible says, focus on what's pure, focus on what's holy, focus on what's righteous. The Bible says, come out from among them. And here I am regurgitating their own headlines. 
it's not a bad thing. I want to be informed. I think we should all be informed. And, and I think it's good to hear it from a Christian perspective. But why have I backed off a little bit? Because what I find is that a lot of our audience is, is, is having somebody else you know, go to God for them instead of you going to God for yourself. And I just want you to be set up for success because I might not be doing this forever. And I don't want you to have to rely on some other person. Like I want you to have a relationship with God because God wants that of you. He desires, he says, I stand at the door of your heart knocking and all you got to do is let me in. But here's the thing, that insecurity where we think we can't hear from or I just can't hear. I just can't hear. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Do listen, spend as much time in prayer and if you got to get alone on a walk somewhere or in your car or wherever you can be alone and spend, you, you got to invest time in the relationship. And this is where the world does us no, no blessing, no favor. No, no, they don't do us any favors because they teach us everything is quick. You know, you go through a drive-thru, you get your food. Everything is quick. You, you, know, you go home, you, you put in a TV dinner or whatever, and you microwave it up and it's done. You know, what happened to the, the, the investing time? And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to invest. The most of our time should be about him. And of course, our family, our loved ones, and, you know, the people that are closest to us, we want to make sure that we spend quality time with them. But God wants quality time too, friends. And I think this is the problem is so a lot of people are relying on other people for their walk. And God is like, look, I want a relationship with you. And once you have that, you're going to start hearing more and more as you, as you make the time. And what if we all just took like a half hour to 45 minutes to an hour every single day and just made the time for the Holy Spirit and say, this is my time with you. I'm spending an hour, next hour's with you, Holy Spirit. And we just, we just start inquiring of the Holy Spirit and Friends, I can tell you as a pastor, in my life, there's been seasons where I probably haven't done that nearly what I need to do. And all of a sudden, I get in the presence of the Lord, and I just start weeping, and I just miss God. I'm like, where, where have I been? I've been an absentee person. I haven't been, look, I'm supposed to be in a relationship with you. I've been gone. I've been out there. And you can even be doing good things. They look good. They are good. But yet, you're, you're, you're missing that quality time with the Father, and it, what good is it if you don't have that time to recharge, to get your marching orders, to hear from God? And, and as you spend the more time with him, you're going to start hearing things because as you make that time, God starts speaking. He honors that. And when he honors that, we start getting in his presence and I start realizing there's a lot of things that are, that are out there that are simply meant to distract you because to be quite honest, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you know this or not you know, some certain news story or some thing that you're spending all this time on. And it's like, what, what really are you doing, you know, to change that situation? Do you even have the ability to do that other than through prayer? But yet we stay in focus on all these things and we're not focused on the time with the father and inquiring of him because we're not going to make it if we don't do this. We're not going to make, look, you know, people already started to talk about Trump and 24 and that's great. You know, I, I know the, the family and many of his close friends and you know if he becomes the nominee i'm sure i'll support him and you know but that that's where they're focused now like that's the new thing like you know it's just like whatever it is you know the prophetic conferences you know you go there and i'm not against prophets or prophetic conferences but the problem is you'll go there and it's like you're expecting to have some type of breakthrough or some big thing to happen in your life or situation and you go there and you hear very good words or some really interesting things that people say or maybe even a prophetic word but you leave and you still feel just as empty. 
maybe you know for a little while you're up on a little bit of a high, but then all of a sudden it goes away because nothing was fixed or nothing changed in your situation. And here you spent like, you know, some of these conferences charge you money and you go and you, and you spend the money and, you know, you hear a bunch of people saying a bunch of things, but what changed in you? Did anything change in you? What changed in your relationship with God? Did anything? This is what I'm talking about with distractions. It's not bad to listen to a prophet. It's not bad to listen to a preacher. It's not bad to listen to a show or whatever. As long as you're being edified or strengthened your faith or it's something that God has you listening to, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, are you going deeper as a result? Are, are you having a stronger walk with God? If not, then you should really, really evaluate that. Is this something that I want to be spending my time on or my money or my energy? Because God wants us to go into relationship with him in a deeper, this is, now it's like a real commitment. It's not just flirting. It's not just the initial first date. I mean, this is, we're talking about courting. We're talking about, this is when you're, you're you know, you're getting engaged. You're like, I'm going to marry this person. Are we ready for that? Because that's who Christ is. He's coming back for the, for the church. We're his bride and he's the bridegroom. And we're, we're in the deep relationship. That's where we should be. A real committed, deep, like, you know, you better put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, God wants to do that. He wants to put the ring on you as the bride. But are you letting him? If this season, if we do nothing else but go deeper in him, then we're, we're still succeeding. Because that's his main mission for us, is to go deeper and to have a deeper, stronger, more fortified foundation in our life, a solid foundation, not from a person or from a third party. And this is where I think the church is missing it. And so we're not, we're not having that, that real deep encounter relationship with God because we're so distracted by everything else out there and all the different voices and the confusion. And I was, I was a problem. I was in that, friends. I was having that same issue. I was listening to too many people, too many voices. And when I started getting back on fire was when I started going in the word and having that prayer time and I tuned out the voices and I started going deeper in my walk and that's where I found my voice. And so here's, how you're going to find your voice. Your voice is going to be found in the secret place. Your mission, you don't have to compare. You know, you might have some other people that you follow or, and you say, oh, I have a like, you know, like mind to them. We have a similar calling. That's good. I mean, I have people in my life that I have a similar calling, but even the people that have the most similar calling out of anybody I know still don't have the exact calling that I do. My walk is very different than theirs. Because I have to be led by the Holy Spirit and I have to fulfill the commission that he's given me, not just to make disciples and to be about his business and the great commission, but there's a specific calling on my life. And what happens is people try to pull me in 50 million different directions. And when I start getting distracted by all those different directions and being spread too thin, then I don't accomplish anything. And then it's just words. It's just words. But if I want to show up at a meeting and have the Holy Spirit move, I have to be in relationship with him in such a deep manner that I can understand exactly from the Holy Spirit what I'm supposed to speak on, what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to you know, respond to everything. It's, it's a full strategy that the Spirit of God will give you. I mean, I, I remember just being in the Spirit and walking into you know, an auditorium full of people and you know, just being in such a deep place of prayer that I knew exactly what to say, not because I conjured something up. I didn't sit there and try to think of some cool phrase or some cool, you know, sermon that's just going to wow everybody. I wanted to be, you know, filled with the spirit enough that I was so in tune with that moment that, that I spoke exactly when he needed to speak. And that's when the transformation happens because there's people that are very uh, deceived that are sitting in that audience. There's people that are 
uh, suspect of Christians. They think, oh, this is a bunch of nonsense. There's people that are, that are all different walks of life that are in that auditorium. And when I come in there, if I'm not spirit-led and empowered by the spirit and I just start bloviating something, I could be really talented and I could have some really cool gimmicks and different things that I could share and I could wow people, but they're going to leave and they're not going to be any bit different than when they walked in that place because they didn't have an encounter with living God. But I can come in there and, and be completely submitted to the spirit and in the perfect will of God, prayed up and anointed and speak words of life that are coming from the Lord. In that room, people will weep, and they will get on their faces, and there will be an encounter. Many people have an encounter with the Lord, and it'll be life-changing. And it's not because of what I conjured up. It's because I was in tune with the Spirit, and that's how I get my voice. And somebody is, is having a breakthrough today because you've been reliant on others to tell you what you need to do. And instead, God is saying he wants to tell you directly. You don't need to have a third party telling you. You need to hear from the Spirit. But you felt scared because you don't trust your walk. And, and before this show's over today, we're going to pray. And I just want to release you of that, 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 that it's a complex where you feel small or insignificant or you compare yourself or I've not been in Christ long enough None of that is from the scripture. The scripture says, come as a child. God is wanting to move in your life, in your situation. He wants you to use you, and you have a calling, and he wants a deep relationship with you. He wants to, to, to get you into a whole new level. This is what he wants to do, and I don't know who this is for today, but you have a calling on your life, and the devil has lied to you and made you feel like, you know, you're just nothing. And so you got to go to all these other people. And meanwhile, God's like, no, you're the one. Many are called, but few are chosen. I've called you. Hallelujah. All right, we're getting somewhere here. PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. I'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back, Pastor Todd. I just feel the anointing in here today because I know somebody is going to, once we get, you know, we got to get over ourselves. If you're offended or, you know, this guy's saying something that, you know, I don't even know, is this from God? Yes, it's from God because it's straight out of the scripture. It's not because I'm saying it. God wants to have a relationship with you. He says that in his word. My sheep hear my voice. And he knows you by name. It's it. And yes, we can have other elders and mentors and people that we listen to, pastors and fivefold ministry people. Of course we can. But when we rely strictly on others because we're not confident in ourselves and then we're running around confused, well, of course there's confusion because you haven't been able to find your voice because your voice is going to be found in the secret place. Why does God, you know, there's a movie out right now. I don't know if you've seen it, Jesus Revolution. Very powerful. I wept almost the whole movie. And, you know, it tells a story about Lonnie Frisbee and, and Pastor Greg Laurie and, you know, just an amazing film if you haven't seen it. I had the uh, producer on the other day. And, you know, but when you see people like Greg Laurie or you see, you know, the, the testimony of people that are great men of God that have accomplished much, but a lot of times we don't know the story. You see the glory, but you don't know the story. You know, people see where I'm at right now and they just think, oh, it's so glamorous. It's so No, it's not. Are you kidding me? Uh, we're, we're in constant battle mode. 
um, you know, you don't see what happens in my home and how it affects my family and how we have to, you know, I have to really war for my family. And, you know, there's a lot of layers to this, but people only see an image. They see, you know, just a smidgen. They see a picture and they think that's it. But what the, the reason that I'm able to continue on and you, you know, that get this are able to continue on is because we have a relationship. I'm in a relation, a deep relationship, a long-term relationship. I'm not, I'm not a fling. I'm not an overnight. I'm, this is it. This is for the duration. There's, there's going to be, there's only, you know, when I married my wife, it's like, that's it. You know, I'm, there's no other woman. That's it. She's my wife. That, that's who, you know, that's it. You know, what, what do they say? Uh, you know, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, until death do you part. Exactly. That door is closed. There's no, I'm not taking applications. That's it. That's it. She's my wife. And it's the same with God. It's, there's no other God. That's it. There, we're never going to not be in a relationship. I'm never going to walk out of the relationship. It's, it's it. That's it. I've made a decision in my life that that's it. It doesn't matter what happens. Good, bad, you know, different seasons, all different types of things that happen in your life. I'm going to be in that relationship because that is my relationship. That is, and, and we have that kind of relationship. And so when, when the gates of hell try to come against me, I know they're not going to prevail. Uh, when the weapons try to form against me, I know no weapon will prosper. I believe what God said. Why? Because I trust him. Why? Because we have relationship. And I know who he is, and I trust him. Because, you know, through it all, I've learned to depend on Jesus. You know, like that old gospel song. But how can you do any of those things if you're not built on that foundation? And that requires you to have that two-way conversation. So, what I want to do for the next few minutes here, I want to pray for you. And I want to just believe that in your life and in your situation, you are going to have a breakthrough today. There's a lot that's been said, and some of it may have not sunk in yet. But we started off the show today talking about the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we have to know who the Holy Spirit is. We can't be intimidated by the Holy Spirit. We can't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. We can't think the Holy Spirit is for other people. The Holy Spirit is for us, and the Holy Spirit is God. And so that's who we have the relationship with. It's God. His Holy Spirit. We have relationship. We're guided by the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. We trust the Spirit. We discern through the Spirit. Um, all of it. We have faith through the Spirit. All of it. Everything. It's like the, the foundation of everything who we are. Everything that we see, our worldview, our job, our family, the way we treat our spouse, the way we treat our kids. Everything is built on that foundation. If it's not, then you're on sinking sand. If it is, then you're going to survive and you're going to thrive and you're going to be spending eternity ruling and reigning with Christ. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. This is everything of who you are. So think about it. Everything of who you are, and yet some people are reliant on a third party for that whole foundation, a human, another human being that is flesh, that, that makes mistakes, that might know, you know, they might be the, a really awesome Christian, but even David Wilkerson, let's say if he was alive today and he was a mentor to me and I would go to him for wise counsel and you know, I would trust him. But even David Wilkerson, okay, somebody who I look up to in the, in the, in the pastor world, it would, it would still not work because I ultimately have to have my own relationship with God. I have to have discernment. I have to be led of the spirit. David couldn't be with me every two seconds of my life. This is the problem right now. Many of you are confused and you're looking for your voice and you haven't got your voice and you're wondering why. And look, I just love you. I am not here to criticize you. I definitely am not trying to beat you up. What I'm trying to do is set you up for success. If you get this today, your life's going to change. Some of the noise, some of the people, you got to start tuning out some of those people. 
Because, you, you know, somebody will say something and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out how what they said is going to happen. And you sit here and you dwell in that place for a long time. How is this going to happen? This person said that's going to happen. When's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? You know, is it going to happen? What if it doesn't happen? Then you're, you're, that's where you're living. But God says, come out from among them. You don't need to do that. What is he saying to you? I hear people that say the most bizarre things and I say, I have not heard that. People say, what do you think, Pastor Todd? I, I don't know, but I haven't heard that from the Spirit. I haven't... God hasn't confirmed that. It's not a thus saith the Lord for me. And if that's the case, then I can't rely on that. That's not a firm foundation. That's just what somebody said. But what I know God said is his word. So that's my go-to. What did God actually say? Well, it's all right here in the word. So how do you know God? Well, you know the word. You know, Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word. But here's the deal. Okay, as we pray right now, and I'm gonna believe for this breakthrough today. Stop using a third party to get to God. You can grow. You can have a pastor. That's fine. That's good. Your pastor should be pointing up to God. If I'm your pastor, I pray I'm always pointing up to God. That's something I hold very, very near and dear to my heart. I want you to be set up for success. I want you to grow. I want you to thrive. God wants you to thrive. He's a good father. He doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be set up for success. And how do you do that? You're in a relationship. And when you're in a relationship, there's storms of life that come. There's good, there's bad. You know, I've, in my marriage, if I had great seasons, I've had other seasons, we're a little bit challenging, but we're in a relationship. We're in it for the long term. We work through it. And there's always a solution. And in God, there's always a solution. You have a voice. You have a passion. You, you don't need the approval of every person out there. You don't have to take a public opinion poll. You know, you don't have to look like this one or that one. Your life doesn't have to be the same. <laughs> every one of our lives is different. Every one of our lives has little secret things that most people wouldn't know about. But God knows. And he's the firm foundation. So I want to pray for you today. Find your voice. How do you do it? Have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about one date a month. I'm talking about a long-term committed relationship because he wants to put the ring on your finger. He's ready to commit. Lord, I just thank you for this person that's listening today, Father God. I thank you for the words that have been spoke. I've, I asked you, Holy Spirit, to give me a topic that would not just be words and just be another show. I asked you, Holy Spirit, today to impact this person's life. I asked, Holy Spirit, that this would be anointed that they would have a breakthrough in their situation, that we wouldn't be running to and fro and, and worried about a public opinion poll, about what everybody thinks about us. Lord, we want to be not in your permissible will. We want to be in your perfect will. And we want to draw near to you because you say you'll draw near to us. And we want to hear from you clearly. So Lord, I just pray that every person listening right now that's had a challenge in this area, where they say, I'm not sure I can hear from God, I pray they would take the time to develop the relationship, and they would give you quality time. And Lord, I know that as they do that and they carve out that time in their life, they start journaling, spending time in the secret place, Lord, that they're going to not only hear, Lord God, they're going to hear more than they've ever heard. And it's going to become so clear. And that's how they're not going to be deceived in the last, in last days. That's how they're not going to be discouraged when the world is falling apart. That's how they're not going to be beat down when the enemy tries so hard to do that to all of us, Lord, because we are going to plant ourselves on the solid rock, which is you. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are the God of peace and rest and hope. And we lay down our burdens at the foot of your cross today. Whatever they are right now, we lay them down. 
And I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Move, Holy Spirit, right now on this person's heart. Give them a breakthrough today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Different kind of show, but this is the kind of show I'd like to see more often. And I'm going to be seeking the Lord deeper. And as I go deeper, I believe it's going to come out in the work that we do. Because you know what I found myself doing, friends, is going around to and fro and all these places, but I said, wow, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship, but yet I'm not spending quality time. And that makes the world a difference. Amen or oh me? I hope it's an amen. I hope it's an amen. I hope you got something big today because today is a day where you could really receive a very powerful breakthrough if you apply what we just said today. I hope you do. All right, pastortodd.org is the website, pastortodd.org. This is the Todd Coconado Show. Every week we do a broadcast on uh, TV in different places on my Facebook page where we have Sunday service. Tune in to the Sunday service. Tune in to the podcast. We love you. We bless you. We'll be back next week. They'll leave over a rumor, but you stay with the truth. Yeah.